be weird. Welcome to the Listen to This Bull live show. This is a very special. Um, there's a lot of echo, isn't there? There's a handful of echo. There's a handful of echo. This is a special episode. We are at the American Policyholder Association uh, Membership Summit. Did they get rid of the echo? Yeah, it's better. I think it did. You're good. Right behind me, we've got members of the American Policyholder Association coming in and registering for the event. I'm going to pull on a few as we go along, get them to talk a little bit about insurance carrier fraud, which I think is a very important and very interesting uh, issue. Does fraud exist on the carrier side, Rem? Uh, it sure does. It sure does. And I have to say this. I mean, I want to be fair. I th- it exists on both sides, but I think it's more everybody says insurance fraud and they immediately think policyholder when that's certainly not the case. Yeah, that's true. I had a um, I had a meeting with the Department of Insurance at one point, And in that meeting, we had the uh, fraud department head and we had a whole discussion about whether or not insurance carrier fraud even existed the head of the fraud department at the georgia department of insurance didn't believe that an insurance carrier could commit fraud which is a crazy statement yeah he's obviously not in the first party property insurance game is all i have to say he's probably worried about health insurance life insurance and some of the others rather than uh property insurance i can say that because All right, what's going on, guys? Uh, go. We got Javier on the. He's always on. He's like, he's like, one so reliable. Javier is always going to be on the show. It's fantastic. You guys like my new jacket? I'm trying to be uh, TJ Ware a little bit, little, little bit of uh, peacocking going on. It's nice and shiny. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, it looks good, man. It's so, I got um. Uh, let's see here. I got right behind me. Vince Lefton. And Vince, um, you, you've been with the APA for how long? Uh, as a member, uh, about a year and a half, two years. Um, board advisor, like a year. So, All right. Yeah. There you go. I just got on the board myself. Oh, welcome to the... You'll yeah. have to... Uh, I'll, you'll hold your hand hurts. today. You'll hold my hand? Yeah, I'll make sure no one hurts you. That makes me feel really good. Yeah. Doug, Doug bites, so you just got to watch out. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Hey, you know what's great about this is we get music serenade while doing a podcast. That's true. (laughs) I wish I had a headset that connected to my phone so that I could actually get the audio. Live in the trenches. Hey, what what is the purpose of the uh, APA? The purpose of the APA is to, well, it's it's really to under uncover, identify, and then prosecute insurance carrier fraud. So the thing has to exist. I think it's really just kind of a leveling playing field, right? A little bit on Steve Patrick. So I think they they have a lot of departments and SIUs and uh, state departments that are looking after guys like me and you and roofers and contractors and everyone about about what we might do wrong. And the second we make an inch of a move, it's bad. So the APA is really there to level the playing field for both sides, but policyholders and make sure that they have a fair standing with insurance processing. 
real quick, what company are you with? Uh, your Virtual Adjuster. So we're a public adjuster licensed in 47 states. We do small residential losses around the country virtually in a nutshell. I lost the audio for a second room. Hang on. You're good, man. I can hear you. I feel like this is like podcast slash karaoke. Yeah. Yeah. When we set this thing up, we didn't have the uh, piano going on in the yeah, background, like three, unfortunately. Three seconds late before we're about to start, they're like, oh, let's do karaoke right now. Yeah, right, right out of nowhere. Yeah. But that's what's going on there. Uh, what's up, Sarah? Tracy says yes to something. I'm going to ask her a question, and I'm going to post her comment up. Ask her a yes or no question, Remington. I know what she was saying yes to. She was saying yes when I said earlier, when you think of insurance fraud, everybody automatically thinks policyholder. That's what she said yes to. And that's what it is. You know, there's a lot of ways insurance companies kind of hide it in in process. You know, they, they engineers and work their engineers and so on, but you keep paying the same engineering firms. How much pull do you have? Exactly. <laughs> what? Eric Rhodes says there's less bullshit on this show than a chicken farm. That deserves respect. That's fair. God, I That's would fair. hope so. I love it. I didn't have less than. <clears throat> He's hitting the crescendo right now. <laughs> this is like uh, this first time I've been asked on the podcast, and I feel like I've been set up here. Yeah. Like, yep. hey, we're going to put music so no one can hear you. But not only that, we're going to make you sing in a second. Hey, we can hear you. You're good. Yeah, it's hearing you that's the hard part. It's like um, hearing you guys. I can pull myself off. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I don't need that. Work in progress here. That's Technical difficulties. That. There we go. I think we should just interview Morgan. Yeah. All right, so I wanted to pull individuals on as they came in the door and have you guys uh, tell a story about the time that you witnessed insurance carrier fraud firsthand um so like the most one that sticks out in my memory the most is i filed a claim uh, for uh, like just some water damage stuff some simple claim and the the field adjuster whatever his fee schedule however he got paid figured that he didn't like that one because they're not going to pay it the one that we actually claimed and then brought us to the other side of the house and said they'll pay for this so let's claim this um i mean it's kind of worked out but at the same time uh he totally put a claim in that was not what was claimed damage data loss everything was wrong um so it's kind of where fraud worked out for the homeowner but at the same time it was still fraud um i kind of resigned myself from that one so because i didn't want to be involved i let the homeowner get paid and uh let, let them do their thing but that's where i were blatantly watched and the guy told me in essence he's about to do fraud that was in most blatant in my face that i ever saw Remington, said can you can you do us a favor and define fraud Yeah, well, okay, so, you know, when people think about fraud, they think of, I think, in my mind, like many different things. But the legal technical is when uh, somebody makes this, uh, and I'll boil it down in simple terms, when somebody makes a statement or makes some type of, um, I'll just stick with statement. When when an individual or a party makes a statement, knowing that it's false, knowingly that it is untrue, to convince another party to believe it and to act on it to their detriment in which it, it causes them harm. That's that's the elements of fraud. So there has to be some kind of detrimental reliance involved for it to be fraud? 
Yeah, somebody has to act upon the, uh, for instance, if, it, if a field adjuster goes out to a house and says, hey, this deciding, the, the, the siding that we see damaged is, a, is covered, we're going to pay for this siding. Knowingly knowing that he's not going to pay for that siding, the homeowner goes and, and gets the siding replaced and then finds out it's not covered. So they were injured because they believed a statement that uh, the other person knew that was false saying it. Does that make sense? That is the the legal technical of what fraud is. Now I could come up with a thousand more explanations, but that's that's what it is. That is the legal. And also, like when we, the one thing about fraud is when we file a lawsuit, we have to specifically state out the fraud that happened. With breach of contract, we just say there's a policy in place. They didn't pay for all the damages. And fraud, we have to weed it out, which is very different in the legal world as well. I, I was listening to uh, someone speak at a conference in Galveston not too long ago, and they uh, they were describing bad faith and it seemed like seemed like in a way you could describe bad faith as fraud do you think that that would work does it yeah. does it also matter which party which party lost loses meaning like the homeowner won in my case right like they got paid on something the insurance company was defrauded by their own so like there was a loss to the insurance company like again like i said it worked out for the insurance company for the homeowner, I backed out because I didn't want to be involved in it. But that being said, it, it still was somebody lost the insurance company here. It hurt them, which there was a, to his point. Let me just give this guy my license because he needs to grab my car. <laughs> yeah. And no, hey, when there's an act of fraud, many different parties can be injured. I mean, that's why there's class actions that uh, come with fraud when it's just uh, like a regular part of a company's business and they're, they've defrauded many people. So, um, but yeah, that, that's certainly, I could see how the insurance company would be mad and because they got frauded out when it comes to that adjuster. What up? I'm just going to babble for a second while I uh, fix this. I got to, I can't hear you. It's all right, man. It's no problem at all. So, you know, one a lot of different hey, times. Do you have access to the comments on your end, Remington? I do not have access to the comments. You don't? All right. No. All right. Isn't it? But I didn't know if you did. I'm going to post a comment up there for you to deal with, all right? And then I'm going to deal with my audio. There you go. So I think this is like a huge example in this industry of uh, – where the insurance carrier is pointing the finger at the policyholder, the contractor mitigation company, or the public adjuster is, for instance, on estimates. They'll say, "Oh my gosh, you're charging." Let's just let's just talk about roofs. You're charging sixty dollars a square foot, a square more than the actual regular price. You're committing fraud. All right. However, I've been to appraisal. A ton, hundreds, if not thousands, of times I've been well, we can, with my claims. Morgan has a conference room. I can't remember the last time an appraisal award came out, and it wasn't more than what the insurance company wanted to pay on the claim. Now I'm telling you, I know sometimes that it comes out less than what the insurance co company. Listen, wanted if to I pay, if I start saying I you may get me reviewers, think about that. <laughs> 
Oh. Sarah Parker. But no, think about that. Seriously. And I want all public adjusters to think about that and attorneys or contractors where it went to appraisal and it came in less than what the insurance company was wanting to pay. I, I mean, it's so and, and there's sometimes even on residential losses, just residential losses where an appraisal award comes in and it's six figures over what the carrier wanted to pay. Who's committing fraud? You know, uh, because they love they love to point the finger at the policyholder when there's an estimate that they say is inflated. Uh, Sarah Parker. Sarah is literally one of my favorites. She's so awesome. If you don't know her, you need to know her. You need to reach out to her. She's literally one of my favorite people in the industry. Very genuine, extremely intelligent. The perceived authority of insurance carriers. I'm, I'm reading her comment. Paired with policyholders' lack of knowledge about the first-party property claims adds an especially concerning element to insure fraud. It sure does, Sarah. See, you guys, what I was talking about, about being extremely intelligent? Uh-oh, we got John. We got John in here now. I love it. Look at that Look at that new background John's got, man. He's got neon lights. He's got listen to this bull. He's got National Claims Institute. He's got Coastal Claims. He's got Next Lever next level solar i love it <laughs> yep stacking and racking them all my sponsors stacking and racking can you turn up your mic over there john sure you reach the mic that better you hear me now yeah that's I what yeah oh hey we were talking about just fraud in general um you know do you when you think about Insurance claims and fraud, John. Uh, I, know, I know you're more on the contractor side of things. Uh, can you tell me like a story or an instance in which the insurance carrier was committing fraud? And at the same time, also, if you know of a story of a, a policyholder committing fraud. I know of both. Um, now, obviously, I can't. I'm just a contractor with an opinion on fraud. But um, I have had some where, you know, they would send an engineer out there and try to say it's um, um, improper installation due to high and low nailing and things like that. And then all of a sudden, but they disregard any actual wind damage or whether or not that it was still damaged by wind, despite the fact it was improperly installed. Cause it had lasted 15 years and now it's blown off, you know, and they hide behind the engineer's report. And that I feel like they're potentially, ignoring facts just to kind of get what they want out of it, which is, you know, a lack of payment. And then my other big issue is the not really fully disclosing what disclosing what the um, endorsements and exclusions mean to the homeowners. And then they kind of get caught with their pants down. Yeah, for sure. Was was that an engineer who said that it was improper installation? I can't hear it. Ultimately, the adjuster said it the first time. You know, they're having a combo. Then the uh, engineer came out and just concreted it for them, and then they had no reason to back down. They're like, oh, we have two opinions that both agree that it's improper. Yeah. But I, you know, I am not an engineer, nor will I act like it, but I can tell you, I mean, they have a playbook, and I see it all the time. It's the same, different exclusions. You know, faulty workmanship, 
faulty insulation, which might go under faulty workmanship. Uh, you know, of course, the wear and tear. All right. Um, was it therm thermal expansion? You know, they, they go. Yeah, I can hear you, Matt. But not Remington. Hey, I can hear you, Matt. Uh, this is not going to work out very long. Matt, I can hear you. Remington, I don't know what happened. Your mic went out as soon as I finally got mine working. I hear, you. I hear Remington just fine. You can? I hear everybody. Yeah, I hear everybody. Do you hear Remington? I don't hear Remington at all. Remington's not Strange. talking. We hear John, but not Remington. I don't know. Remington, do you hear us? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> this is fun. John, do you, you want us to sing like a duet for you guys? Say, say what? We can you hear me laugh? We got, we got music here. We can do a duet for you guys. I can, but Vince is right in there. Here, I got an idea. This is so stupid. I'll be... I'll be Matt for the night. There you go. <laughs> I got right. a beard Where's around the beard? here somewhere. Yeah, just put it on. You want me to get the beard? <laughs> you got to do the beard if you're going to do it. Hey. Okay, fine. Give me a second. Hey, Matt. Well, I guess Matt can't hear me, so. <laughs> but tell Matt that Ashley said that, you know, they can hear everybody. If that helps. But it's really not going to be a good, uh, it's not really going to be helpful. They can't hear me. All right, let me get out my emergency Matt Mulholland. I mean, everyone can hear Matt. Just we got a problem with us in Remington right here. Is, can you hear me now? I feel like it's Matt actually just doesn't want to talk to Remington. It's kind of weird. I feel like, Dude, this makes I feel no like we just got into like a little interpersonal quarrel here going on between Remington and Did you Matt. see this on that uh, that live show, Remington? Oh, my gosh. No, I did not. I feel, this is perfect. I feel like this is the podcast I'm supposed to be on right now. This worked out. This is like I got on and this these shenanigans <laughs> happened. Like I'm just letting you know, this is what happens when you bring me on. Yeah. You said, there you go, Matt. You're covered. We got you. Yeah, Matt. All right, you get you off. Get, Matt. Got I got drinks. it. Now. We can go. Right. Um. Yeah. Hey, John. Tell them if they if they can't hear me, I'll just I'll just back out. So it's not, dude. I dude. By the way, we that can is, hear you on this. So can we the plug best. these into this? Your phone? No, I don't have a phone. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's they started taking the headphone jacks out of phones. Yeah, I'm not hey, a tech John, guy. I, I can't even talk seriously. Right? <laughs> this is the worst. Hey, this thing I, really, it's hot, right? Yeah, it's uncomfortable, right? Imagine if it was glued to your face. Hey, I'll let yeah. you guys talk. I'll let you guys. Hey, John, tell them I'll let you guys do it, and you guys yeah. take it from here if they can't hear me. Okay. Oh no, I can't. Hear All right, that. Remington's backing out, guys. If you can't hear, I think we're gonna kill it. All right, well, it's been great being on this podcast, guys. Appreciate you having me on. This yeah, was no uh, this was one of those uh, attempts at podcasts. We didn't even know if we were going to have internet to make this work anyway. Yeah. That's why we didn't have a specific guest on. But there's um, pure value here, ladies and hey, gentlemen. For everybody that is watching, thank you. Um, and next week, we have a really big show. Next week on the 19th at 6 p.m. Eastern, Steve Badger is going to be on the show. What? What? We're going to talk about... The topic is appraisal. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Pew, pew. Hey, Remington. Definitely you adding the pew, pew to the title. Jumping um, on that. What just happened. I, we're going to start off with that, but we could always go to a lot of different things, as long as we're very uh, cordial. I think you should make him grow a beard till the show. Maybe we should mail him the beard that John was just wearing before he gets on. Yeah. That thing is so cheap. I don't know if it goes to buy the mailing. I will make sure it is cordial. I'll make sure it's smooth sailing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you got to be on that one. Friends. 
Yeah. It's great to finally hear you, Remington. Yeah, absolutely. You too, Vince. Love you guys. Take it All easy. Right. Until next time, guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye.